Perfect. All right. So here we go. Man, I am so honored and excited to be here. I got to tell you guys, North Central saved my life. Like, no joke. I came to this school. I was 23 years old. I had done a combat tour in Iraq. Spent a year over there. Went to the U of M. Hated it. There were like a billion people. I couldn't meet anybody. It was impossible. Came here, and I just found community. And I found this tight-knit little group of people that I could just go deep with. I fell in love. I was 19 years old the first time I walked into this chapel. Uh, I was a broken kid. I had just joined the military. I was um, selling Cutco knives full-time, making a ton of money. Uh, so don't let anyone tell you different. You make money at it. And uh, I was, I was part-time in the military, full-time at Normandale Community College, and I, was a, and I was a full-time drunk. Drank every night, partied like crazy. And uh, it was a Wednesday night one night. I got invited to a happy hour. I was really good at getting bars, tenders to serve me underage. It was like my mission. And so I was out drinking, and a friend of mine who just was constantly working on me to follow the Lord invited me to a, a North Central PG. And uh, I had had about six or seven drinks, was feeling pretty good, and I said, let's do it. And uh, I walked in at uh, 19 years old, and I stood right there. And I'll never forget it. There was this amazing, amazing, beautiful woman of God standing up here, and she was just singing her heart out to the Lord. And it was my first time experiencing spirit-led worship. I was being led by a different spirit at the time. But I'll tell you what, God did something in me. I had no idea this was a school. I had no idea this was a university. I didn't know anything about this. I just thought this was a place where I came one night, and then, lo and behold, six years later, or I'm, yeah, 23, sorry, math is not my best. I was a music major, hallelujah. Uh, <laughs> four years later, I walked in here, and I had never been in this chapel, uh, and I got accepted to come here after the U of M, and I walked in here, I was like, oh boy, I've been here before. <laughs> and it just all like hit me about how God redeems things. Now, here we are. Ten years later, and I get to preach the Word of God completely sober, like crushing it for the Lord. I mean, come on. Ten years. Now, I'm not going to start preaching yet, but it's coming. So I was flying to D.C. last week, and I, pre I prepared like three sermons for this talk because I totally wanted to crush it. And, uh, and I didn't like any of them. I'm like, none of these are any good. And I was on the plane. I was just hanging out with the Lord. And I just heard him say, Ben, just tell your story. Just tell your story. And so, um, 2012, I graduated. And uh, the thing I love about the school is that when I graduated, it wasn't just equipping, it was sending. There was a sending into the world. And I'll never forget graduating and, and having Dr. Anderson, like, giving this message when at the graduation, we're on our, ca our cap and gown, the whole nine yards, and he's standing in front of us, like, sending us into the world with fire. Like, you're a world changer. You're going to go and change everything because you're a North Central grad. And I left there like, <laughs> I had swagger, dude. I was like, I'm an NCU grad. They're like, what school is that? I'm like, NCU, North Central. Get ready, world. I'm going to turn it upside down. Man, I got like sent out. Like, nothing was impossible. And then that summer, I toured with Jeff Grinnell's band. Ran all over the, the Midwest, just lighting young people up for Jesus. And I was like, dude, I'm going to be a revivalist. I'm going to set revivals everywhere that I go. It's going to be nuts. And then I went to try and get a job, and no one would hire me. 
And like, I remember I told, I was, I was interviewing down at Hosanna uh, in Lakeville, and like, I heard a verse from the Lord, and like, I opened it up, and it was like talking about Hosanna, and I was like, dude, this is my job. Like, I just heard from the Lord, opened the word, it's about Hosanna, I'm at Hosanna, we're going to crush this. And I went in and like, played a bunch of wrong chords, and like, started talking about revival to a, like a Lutheran church, and like, <laughs> it did not go well. And, um, man, I could not find a job. And I'll tell you what, you guys, my head was this big. Oh, man, I knew everything. You couldn't tell me anything. When I walked into a room, I knew God was going to move when I said something. I knew everything the preacher was talking about. I knew everything. I was the man. And I'll tell you what, you guys, I couldn't, I couldn't find a job. No one wanted me. And uh, my friend owned a hardwood flooring business, and he hired me uh, to <laughs> refinish hardwood floors. And I am not handy, <laughs> like not at all. And, and I spent the next six months on my hands and knees refinishing hardwood floors. And I'll tell you what, I was dying. I was dying every day. It crushed me. People would like reach out to me like, hey man, what you doing? I'm like, I'm doing great. Like I wouldn't answer their question, you know. I was just destroyed. All my pride. I'm Ben Peterson. Everyone's expecting me to light up everything I'm going to do. And I'm refinishing hardwood floors for $10 an hour on my hands and knees. Jesus got to do his carpentry standing up, mind you. <laughs> but I'll tell you what, that, that six months did more in me than I could have ever imagined. And then after that, uh, a friend of mine had a startup creative agency. So Minneapolis is uh, one of the top agency markets in town because we have so many Fortune 500 companies. Best Buy, Target, this is an amazing place, by the way, if you're going into business to do so. Um, and it's an incredibly competitive market for agencies that create commercials and, you know, uh, logos, all this kind of stuff. Um, and I called Charlie up. I was like, dude, are you hiring? And, and he said, yeah. And I said, well, let me interview because I don't care what the job is. Just give me an opportunity because it's got to be better than what I'm doing. And, uh, and I came in uh, to Charlie's company, IDCOM. And uh, they hired me to be their director of sales. Um, there were four of us, so I drove the sales for three people. And um, we basically did large-scale events, uh, and we did videos. Um, and things just kept getting worse. Because I came in to a market that I didn't know anything about. I didn't even know who I was supposed to sell to. My one week of training was like the first day them explaining to me what they did, and the second day was start making calls, go get them. And I was drowning. It was awful. And <laughs> every day I'd wake up and be like, I'm a failure. And I'd go in and I'd fail all day. It was not fun. And then I'd keep failing. And then I couldn't get meetings. And then I'd get meetings with the wrong people. And I remember one time I left to go to a meeting like to try and sell someone, I don't even know who it was, but Charlie was like, Ben, don't come back unless you come back with money. I was like, what if I don't sell anything, you know? Can, can I still come back? And that next, like, six months were a nightmare. It was terrible. And I remember one night I was sitting in my room sobbing, wanting to take my life. I'm not playing. I'm here to be vulnerable with you guys. I am a combat veteran. And I was ready to take my own life that night because here I am, this guy that's supposed to be, has this dream to be used by God, and I'm not doing it, and, the, and, where, and door doors have opened. I've completely failed. 
and I and I wanted to I wanted to absolutely take my life. And I called my mentor and I just sobbed on the phone and I'm like I'm a failure. And he was just like, "Would you just calm down and just trust God?" You know. And then I caught a little break. Let's get to the good part. And um, so. Basically, in the event world, you have these large-scale galas where they do these huge events and they raise money for, like, children's cancer or hearing or things like that. And I started researching. I started figuring out what these events were, and then I found out that these events hire auctioneers, which are people that stand up, and they go, you know, two and three and a quarter, and they do the whole thing, and they raise money and get everyone excited to donate to the cause. And I found this woman. Her name was Karen Sorbo. And she's, like, this 60-year-old, like, blonde Barbie who's just knows everyone in the business. So being a millennial um, who is always trying to find easier ways and shorter ways to do things, I was like, I'm just going to call Karen, become friends with her, and she can introduce me to everybody. So I called Karen. I left her a voicemail. And then I sent her an email, and I never heard back. And two weeks later, I get a phone call from the Children's Cancer Research Fund, which holds the third largest event in Minnesota. And Emily called me, and, and she said, is this Ben Peterson? And I said, yes, it is. She said, well, this is Emily with CCRF. Um, I'm calling because I'd love to talk to you about your services with event production. I said, really? And she said, yes, Karen Sorbo recommended you. <laughs> love that Karen. <laughs> I was like, oh, she's the best. <laughs> and, I, and she said, do you have time this week to come in for a meeting? I said, I've got time. So we go in for the meeting, and we're sitting there, and, and we're going back and forth, and, and I'm totally like not, I'm not lying, but I'm not saying I know Karen really well. We're right in like that happy medium. And, and we go through the whole deal, and, and I end up closing the deal. It was like the largest deal my company had gotten in the state of Minnesota. It was, it was an enormous win. But who is Karen Sorbo, and why? <laughs> so for weeks, I keep like texting and calling Karen, and I'm like, man, I got to get a hold of this woman. I got to thank her. Like, and I'm like, let me buy you a cup of coffee, something. Like, I don't have any money, but geez, like, let me just do something for you. And she would not get back to me. And finally, there was this event. It was like a fashion show thing. We got invited. And I knew Karen was going to be there. And I'm like, I'm going to assault this lady. And she walked in, and I walked right over to her, and I got right in her face. <laughs> I was like, Karen, I'm Ben Peterson. <laughs> and she goes, I know. Just plastic surgery, just like you imagine, the whole thing, you know. And, uh, and I, was like, I was like, do you have any idea what you've done for my business? And she goes, I know exactly what I've done. <laughs> and I was like, why? Why would, why would you do this for me? And she said, Ben, let me tell you something. After you called me, I went on to your company's website and decided that you guys were a good group. Then I went to your Facebook page. Karen is not a Christian. I went to your Facebook page, and I saw that in the last week you had posted a biblical scripture. <laughs> and she said, I decided that you were a man of integrity and character, and I wanted to help you. That deal opened up the floodgates for me. You get one win, the rest just follow. I went out and won Polaris, the Vikings, uh, St. Jude Medical, all these enormous companies. We had so much success, but it all started with faith. There's something extremely powerful about not being ashamed of your faith, amen? But I'm not preaching yet. We're still in story mode. So 
we crushed it. We had three years. It was amazing. God blessed us. But about a year ago, and it was about a year in, let's see, today's the 12th, so it was about a year and 12 days ago, um, maybe a little bit before that, I started just getting really tired of what I was doing. And I went and I won this huge deal with Select Comfort, huge, huge brand. They make the mattresses. And um, I turned it in. It was like, well, go get another one. You know, the juice was just gone. And um, I just started crying out to the Lord every day. Father, what do you want me to do? I'm feeling like this just isn't where you want me to be. Just, just crying out to him. Lord, show me what you want me to do. And that was for about a month. And a year and 12 days ago, I woke up one morning. It was a Monday morning, and I was done, finished, sealed, signed, delivered. I don't want to do this anymore. And it wasn't a laziness. It was in my heart. I got in the shower, and I was just crying out to the Lord. I put my hand up on the ring, on the, on the shower curtain thing, and I said, God, what do you want me to do? And I heard in my heart, like, crazy clear, like you can hear me now, go. Oh, I heard it. And to me, that meant one thing. Quit your job, start a ministry. When the Lord speaks, he's also going to show you what he wants you to do. A one word can mean an eternity. That was for someone. And so I walked in that morning and I quit. I gave my bosses a notice. I said, I'm leaving to start a ministry. They thought I was insane. We had grown like crazy. I was overseeing uh, salespeople. I mean, I was making so much money. Everything was moving in that direction. And they, they, they were actually really upset. <laughs> and, and it was like, look, guys, I'm not going to sell for someone else. I'm going to follow my dream. They're like, cut me a break here. But they were really upset. We moved through it, and I, and I left. Um, and my heart is to be a youth evangelist. I want to run all over this country and light young people up for Jesus because this is a generation that's going to see the greatest revival that the world has ever seen. It's a fact. Y'all can't deny it. And um, so I started Engage Your Destiny originally to be an um, evangelistic, you know, preacher thing. You know, I'm going to go out and wreck kids for God. And um, I got my board. I set up my 501c3. I had a whole team. We were moving in that direction 100%, though I kept crying out to the Lord, show me, lead me, guide me, show me what you want me to do. And one night I had a dream. And it was as vivid as this moment. And it's actually really ironic that I'm preaching here because the dream was me up here preaching. So I was standing right here. and No, 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 back up. Let's start over. Start at the beginning of the dream. So I was standing right here. And there was a band that was opening up for me. It was a Friday night service, okay? And the band was only supposed to play for 30 minutes, and they played for two hours in defiance of me. Like, not because they were having fun. They did not want me to get up and preach. And they were, like, fighting me from the stage, not letting me up. Finally, I get on the stage. I come up, and half of you get up and walk out. Don't you dare get up from your seats. <laughs> Straight up. Oh, yeah, my man right there. Half of this room got up and walked out. Then I start preaching, and the rest of you were acting so unruly and, and ridiculous that Dr. Gordon was, was expelling the rest of you. <laughs> you can't, I mean, you can't make this up. It was a complete and utter failure. And then the dream continued, and it kept happening. And my ministry was a total failure. Then in half a second, the dream changed, 
and I was sitting on a bus, and I was looking into a video. You want to get that video ready, ready, brother? I was looking into a video camera, and I was making a video, and I was asking veterans and their families to send me their stories. And sitting at my feet was this bag. And it was filled with tens of thousands of stories from vets and their families of what they've been through. And I woke up. I woke up at 3.30 in the morning, wide awake, like stupid awake, out of a dead sleep. And the verse that came to my heart, and I didn't have it memorized, was Galatians 6.2. I hope you're listening. Carry one another's burdens, and you'll fulfill the love of Jesus Christ. It didn't take me but two minutes to know what God wanted me to do. And I just laid there for the next two hours and just dreamed. I woke up and started dreaming. Can you play that video, please? God is good. Amen. So I made that, I made that video about, uh, about five months ago. And we launched it out on social media. And since then, in about the last 140 days, we've gotten 90 stories from veterans all over this country. And I'll tell you, these stories are knee-bending of what these people have been through. And when I, when I started on this mission, I really didn't want to do it. Um, I knew it was the Lord, but everything in me wanted nothing to do with military people. I had a tough tour. Uh, people died. It was a horrible experience. And I was still bitter. And after making this video, I still wasn't all in. But I was going to obey the Lord. And then the stories started coming in. And seeing how much pain these people are in didn't take but a week to change my heart. And now I'm like, you're a military person? Tell me all about yourself. All I want to do is be around you. You know what I mean? So that's what we're doing. And what I really want to say to you today, North Central, my message for you, please stop worrying about things working out. it. Stop worrying about things working out. I spent so much, if I, I'm going to turn 30 in a week, I spent my 20s driving myself insane about things working out. About being good enough. About proving to everyone that I can do and be and show and live. I remember right after I, or right when I was graduating, I was standing right here and I was talking to Dr. Anderson and and I was like, I want to be used by God. I want to go change the world. Like, let's go. And he just looked at me and he goes, well, God will open the doors. And then like a year after that, I was like, you lied to me. <laughs> Nothing's opening. But if you look at the whole story and what God wants to do in every single one of us, there's a dream ready to be tugged on from heaven. Does that make sense? I'd love to invite you all to stand. And I'd love to invite the worship team to come up. So I still have seven minutes. I intend on using every one of them. <laughs> and then um, if you need to leave at 11.50, that's absolutely fine. But we're going to keep going, okay? Because God is here. I loved how worship was going about how good God is. Because some of you are just like trudging through muck. And you're battling. You're battling a lot of junk. And the Lord is here today 
for you to begin to celebrate your life. To celebrate your life. To celebrate all that's going to come, all that's happening right now, right where you are, because joy can be found in this moment here. I don't care what you, I mean, listen to my story. I don't care what you're struggling with right now. If you're battling pornography, or you were drunk this last weekend, or you're feeling like you're just not good enough, if, if depression or suicidal thoughts are entering into your mind, this is your morning. If you are stressing yourself out about what's going to happen at the next step and what doors are going to open, this is your morning to let it go. Amen? So let's let faith rise up in this room and start to expect God to meet us where we're going to draw near to him. Because as we draw near to him, he's going to draw near to us. As we get closer to God, he's going to come closer. And I'm here to tell you that even after I came back from Iraq and I was struggling with so many things, I kept going after God. And even though there was so much pain in my heart, I kept seeking his face, and he's never let go of me. He's never disappointed me. Have I been disappointed like a billion times? Yes, but he has never disappointed. And this is a moment of breakthrough for you. Revival is going to come through this generation. Like a hundred and whatever years ago on Azusa Street, some young people got together and decided to start praying, and revival broke out, and there's thousands of churches because of it. My goodness, you guys, do you realize what you have? These were the best two years of my life. That world sucks. It's brutal. This is your time to get trained up and ready to go out. So I commission you as warriors. Get up in front of this stage and join me because we're going to go after God. Get up here. I want us to start to dig into the things of God and to believe for everything he's going to do in our lives. I'm telling you guys, there are dreams like this waiting to be unleashed. The world has never seen anything like this. It hasn't happened. A person who is sacrificed, this bag is going to get heavy. This bag is going to get full, and it's going to go on my shoulders everywhere that I go. That's a kindness that the world has never seen. It's not because of me. He gave me an idea, and then I obeyed him. And that's what he wants to do for every single person in this room. If you engage with God, he is going to engage with you. He's going to fill you. He's going to give you dreams and ideas. And this is a generation that needs new ideas. we got to be leading from the front. And I want to challenge you to become militant about this. When you get into the Word, when you pray those promises to take yourself to the next level, sorry for the sports analogy, but Mike Singletary is like one of the greatest linebackers ever to live, okay? On Saturdays, he would spend 12 hours studying his opponent for the next day so that when the enemy came... When the person he was opposing came, he could see, and he was ready, and he was trained up. Guys, some of you are being lazy in your faith. Lazy. And it's because church is free. It's because, well, the school isn't free. I mean, school got money. <laughs> but there's so many things in the faith, like these promises. You have to give up your life, but there's this misconception that it's just free. Jesus paid for it for you, and so therefore, we have this, like, laziness in us. Instead of being contenders, instead of being people that start pulling on heaven. And I'm telling you that if you pull on heaven, stuff like this is going to happen. Lives are going to be changed. 90 people. Lives are changed. Think of what he can do with you. I'm coming against this lie of not being good enough. Oh, I'm so fed up with it. I'm so fed up with our phones 
being distractors. I'm so fed up with things just pulling at us, us looking at social media and feeling like we're not good enough. We don't like our bodies. We don't like who we are. We're hating the things that God created. Am I preaching to anybody? We look in the mirror, we don't see what we like. I'm 29, like I'm right here with you guys. Happens to me all the time where I feel like I'm just not good enough. I drove in here feeling like, man, am I even good enough to get up and preach this? This is called life. And I'm sick of the enemy's lies, and I want to get deeper into this word and this truth. Let's start picking it up here, guys. We're going to go to work. It's 11.50. If you got to go, go. If you got to stay, stay, because we're going after God. This is our time to celebrate. We are going to celebrate God. We're going to celebrate everything that he paid for on the cross. We're going to celebrate his freedom. This is supposed to be fun. Okay? Life is meant to be enjoyed. Yeah, there's stuff that's not fun and it's hard and whatever, but there's so much good stuff too. Come on. And I want us to enjoy it. So I'm going to read this scripture. And I want us to dive into this. You guys ready to go? Ready to lead from the front? Come on. There's no better time like this. There's no time like today. You ready? Just open up your hands. Do whatever you do, but I actually want to challenge you to keep your eyes open and look up. Just look for the, just look for the Father and his goodness just to come into this room, God. We just look for your goodness. Just look up to him. Look up to heaven. The Bible says that Jesus looked up to heaven, and then, he, and then the Holy Spirit descended on him like a dove. He looked up to heaven. Let's look up for our, for our blessing. And what more shall I say? For the time would fail me to tell of Gideon and Barak and Samson and Jephthah and of David and Samuel the prophets, who through faith subdued kingdoms. Through faith, you guys, they subdued kingdoms. They worked righteousness. They obtained promises. They stopped the mouths of lions. They quenched the violence of fire. They escaped the edge of the sword. Out of weakness, they were made strong. They became valiant in battle, turned to flight. The armies of aliens, women received dead to be raised back to life again. It says in Acts, why would we think it's amazing that God raises people from the dead? Come on, we got to believe we can fly again. We got to get back to Neverland Ranch, man. Like, we can fly. All things are possible to those who believe. Come on. Next part. Others were tortured, not accepting deliverance that they might obtain a better resurrection. Still others had trials of mocking, scourges, and of chains and imprisonment. They were stoned. They were sawn in two. They were tempted. They were slain with the sword. They wandered about with sheepskins and goatskins, being destitute, afflicted, and tormented, of whom the world was not worthy. They wandered in deserts and mountains and dens and caves of the earth. All of these, having obtained a good testimony through faith, Therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and sin that so easily ensnares us, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author, the finisher of our faith, who for the joy set before him, come on, for the joy set before him was set, and he endured the cross, despising the shame, and has sat down at the right hand in the throne of God. Lift up a shout of praise. Come on.
So we're not going to be in a hurry. We're not. We're always in a hurry. We're always being distracted. This is an undistracted time for you to just set yourself apart and enjoy the goodness of God, you guys. This is, this is the most productive thing you could ever do with your life. Enjoying Him. Enjoying His goodness. Enjoying His truth. And some of you, this is like a jump start. You gotta get, gotta dig back in, man. You gotta dig back into that secret place. After I quit my job, I started running after this ministry and I just started like getting tired all the time. Like super burned out. I, start, I got sick like consistently. I couldn't get better. And I was running so hard and I just couldn't like find my juice again. And this went on for months and months and months. And then finally I got away at a cabin and I just sought the Lord and I was like, God, what is wrong with me? I heard the Lord say to me, Ben, when I called you to the ministry, I called you to another level. Not that, the, not that the ministry's higher than business. It's just in my progression, he called me to another level. But he said, you're still training like you're in the business world. You're still training like you're in college. If you train like you're in college and you get out into the pros, you're not going to be able to play the game, guys. And so at that time, I started digging in every day harder and pushing myself harder and harder and taking a Sabbath, shutting my phone off for 10 hours and just resting. And I'm telling you guys, I'm running like a lion again. But now is the time to train. Now is the time to get trained up in the things of God so that when you go out into the world, you're ready. You've set the tone. So let's keep going. There's no rush here. This is our time to engage with God. Start asking him for things. We're going to move into a time of serious prayer where we're going to cry out to God for things, miracles, for God to pour out revival in Minneapolis. Let's just, let's just believe for Minneapolis. Let's, let's all join together to believe for this city, for an outpouring of fire from the north, from this place. Let's all contend for that. Let's start praying. Let's just start moving into what God has for us. I want to open this up. If anyone gets a word from the Holy Spirit, you have the freedom to come talk with me. I want to activate your giftedness, okay? This is a free place. We're going to keep it orderly, but we are going to move in the Holy Spirit and in freedom, amen? So let's get the music going again, and let's move into a time of prayer. And if God puts something on your heart, I'm up here.